You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season nine, episode nine already. Uh, I'm John and joined by John again from last week. Hello. Hello, John, again from last week. You weren't on last week. Aye, it's just the way you said it's it again. as if I was back on, yeah. Aye. Aye. Yeah, I'm back, so sorry the listeners, you have to then put with me again. So, I, I listened last week and Scott was pretty good. Very good insight. And uh, Chris is back on from last week, yes. Aye, for them that was hoping it was Scott that was back on, no, it's just me. So, make part of me instead. So, first things first, I'm just wanting to put this out there. I'm glad that the Serie A transfer window is closed and Sam Cosgrove's still at Aberdeen. Yeah. Was that a potential threat? Do you know, see the rumour there a week with Lazio were supposedly interested? If he wants to play against Celtic, that's fine. He can just stay where he is. Yeah. So, so we're all right in that end. But aye, we'll probably talk a wee bit about uh, obviously deadline day later on in terms of signings here, there and everywhere. Um, Europe though, job done for both the, the Scottish teams. Aye, I mean, I was I was joking there about Sam Cosgrove going to Lazio to play in Celtic, but aye, but, um, we get through our tie with uh, relative ease actually, a, a nice 4-1 thump and one in Sweden to, to take us through 6-1 in aggregate. Um, uh, but there was always that doubt that we were going to have this bad start in that game, but um, no, once we got the goal, that was pretty much tie over. Uh, we did concede the penalty, and we don't know back up apart, scored again. Uh, and at 2-1, it was, we, were, we were coasting. Um, so any, if, if they'd been able to kick on for their penalty, there might have been a different story, but no, nah, it was not. Nothing to worry about in the end up, and, and then 4-1's a, a great victory, and another decent result for the coefficient. Happy um, with your group. Um, it's... On paper, it's easier than it was last year because last season we had like there was like us and two others that were like Champions League quality. But I mean, both the Red Bull teams are in the Champions League this year. Um, and then of course it was Rosenberg that we'd been beaten in the, the qualifying. This time round, it's us that are the beaten team from the the team we've got in the qualifiers. It's uh, Cluj again. Um, hopefully we can get a bit of uh, revenge for on them. We should have beat them last time. Hopefully we can we can kick on and do it this time. Um, as for the rest of the group, Lazio is about a million Celtic fans now delighted that we're going to go to Rome. <laughs> it's after um, they've all been to Rome anyway. Unfortunately for them, it's the week after Brexit, so they might need to get their visa sorted out pretty damn quick that week. <laughs> um, and, and then we've, we've got... Um, who else have we got in the group? I can't remember. Then <laughs> that was Ren. it, yes. Who have just signed a Brazilian for 20 million quid. Because you have to have a Brazilian team. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, we played, we played yeah. there a few years ago and did pretty well against them. Beat them at Celtic Park. Um, drew one each over there. So uh, yeah. that was a different team entirely. But yeah. I, that's not, been... not unknown, so that's for sure. Well, I don't think we've ever played Lazio in, in European competition before, but the other two have obviously played Coach this season and, and when we have played previously. Is that when Chad Uri scored um, an OG? That is when Chad Uri scored the, the OG, game. yeah. Yeah, and Joe yeah, Edley equaliser. He was... Yeah, he must be one of the very few um, players from that first Neil Lennon era that's not been like to have moved back to Parkhead. 
we've been linked to a few in the last few days. Obviously, Foster did come back. Um, there was chat overnight about Wanyama, but it hasn't come to anything. Um, I watched a bit of the Rom Derby last night and last year looked pretty good. They should have I, won against them. I, I think that's it. I think that well, when, well, are a, a great team, um, then should be a good team. And again, we, it's, we, we should be doing better against Cluj. I think you're in my chance still getting through. I do think so. Aye, I think we need to play our best, but it's, um, let's say on paper it's easier than last year. In practice, we'll see. That's, I mean, that's two cup winners and uh, the champions of the country we've got in our group. So, um, I think Rangers probably got a tougher group. Um, they were right at the death to beat Legia Warsaw. Um, I was rather hoping for extra time given the game that was coming up on Sunday, but they got the, the injury time one after the they lost, which took them through uh, on a night that was probably more famous for um, the Lazio fans. And Lazio, not Lazio, Legia Warsaw fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um their um their banner, certainly. Um when you yeah. when you're got three thousand people who have been uh, left out of the game because of uh, racist or sectarian chanting. Um that's another um, issue from the pre the first leg of the the leg of the tie. Uh obviously you know, the same again for the next home game. Um and they turn up with this massive banner of Pope John Paul II. Yeah. There's of course the Polish Pope. Um, they, they're, a big, they're a big fan of the Polish Pope over in Poland, given they're like, a Catholic country, and it's their yeah, Pope. That's, that's, yeah, I think I, I wonder if uh, Legia will appeal and just say, can you just send whatever the fine is to um, our chief report, uh, um, our chief fan, um, Arta Boric, because he's earning enough to pay that. <laughs> I, I'm sure he'd happy. Idiot wasn't happy. Uh, he, he was in. He was yeah. in the. the yeah, we end up, you know, um, pictured with a megaphone at one point as well. Um, and they were, they get the game stopped at one point because of the flares. I'm sure that'll be, um, we'll get fined for that one. And I should point out that Celtic have also been brought up today on a similar charge um, for, for flares at the, the, the game in Sweden. So I'm sure we'll get fined for that as well. Um, but if that's all we're getting fined for, I'm not overly worried. Should be doing it, but... Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Rangers were, uh, all reports, the better team over the two legs. Um, they just struggled to get the goal, got it in the end, saw their way through to the, the group stages. Um, their group, probably a wee bit tougher, I think. Um, Feyenoord, obviously, a, a big name in uh, European football. I think Rangers played them a few years ago. And the uh, UEFA Cup under Advoca, if you want to remember. Yes, because Pierre Van Hoydel scored three kicks against. It was McLeish. McLeish had just. Oh, that was a few, That was like a few years back. Aye. Yeah. Aye. Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yes. Finals don't want to win it in their own stadium. Yes. Um, sorry, that's. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised that finals were in this, but it turns out they finished third last season, which obviously. That's the uh, only the top two in the Dutch league get into the the Champions League qualifying. So, um, nah, it's uh, a tough a tough ask for Rangers though. and um, and Porto. the rest of the group. Get, uh, Porto, obviously. Aye. So I, I mean they've got the the 2002 winners and the 2003 winners. The, the, it's Europa League these days, but it was the UEFA Cup back then. 
Um, Porto obviously went on to win the Champions League in 2004. Not exactly the same team. Porto were the another team from the, the Champions League dropouts that um, got knocked out surprisingly by Krasnodar. I should say surprisingly. It's the Russian team. The Russian team's not exactly rubbish. Um, and then Young Boys were the, the Swiss champions as well. So uh, they were like 20 points clear of Basel was on when they won it last season. So I, uh, they've got a, two champions in their group to. Yeah, well, it's Celtic, two champions in their group as well, but Celtic are one of them. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, 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 I think, given how Rangers did in the group stages last season, they should be fairly confident um, they've been able to do something in this group as well, if they can kick on for them. Um, and I think, like you say, a lot of Celtic likewise. I think there's, there's not, neither of them are scary draws, I don't think. We're looking at these things and just going to get pumped. But I think um, both Celtic and Rangers have got a, a good, reasonable chance of um, making through to the, the knockout stages after Christmas. It could, but, it could have been worse. You could have teams like Arsenal in your group, for, um, just as a prime example. So, and there were stronger teams than like Pot Two and, and Three in Rangers' case. So, it could have been, it could have been worse. I mean, but so, but it's still going to be a tough ask for both sides, I think. Um, I, I know Celtic's looks more favourable to last season, but as you've just mentioned, Ren have just spent £20 million defender um, on, on, a, on a Brazilian. But, yeah, good luck to both of them. Um, and let, let's hope that there's no more charges for in terms of their fans' behaviour going further forward in this competition. But don't yeah. hold your breath. Yeah, of course. Um, in terms of the, the coefficient, this is like the second best um, run we've had in Europe. Uh, over the last five years with last season being the best um, so we've obviously got I think it's four and a half coefficient points already um, and then we've got another 12 games between Celtic and Rangers to pick up um, more so if we can continue this kind of form over the next couple of years we're starting to look at maybe getting a second Champions League place it's not beyond us certainly skipping by the odd round or two would be nice as well qualifying <coughs> because that's that's one of the the tricky parts of this is having to negotiate four rounds of qualifying. I mean, credit to Rangers, they've now done it two seasons running. Um, Celtic have been knocked out of the Champions League in two seasons running, but they've got through the the Europa League one, so they've at least got from the start to the finish in, in some fashion. But it's not it's not the one we'd like them to do, but certainly Rangers have managed it two seasons running. So that's making a big difference to the, the, the coefficient. So I can say hopefully we can, we, can, we can pick up some more points this season and continue this run of form into the next few seasons and get the coefficient up again. Be nice. Move on to the championship then, Friday night. Yeah, we had two games to pick for. Um, I couldn't get near a talent at BT Sport, so I sat and watched the Inverness game. Um, and Inverness were, were very good for the 5 0 thumping of Morton. Um, Morton had a chance to pull a goal back from the spot and missed it and all. Um, but yeah, Inverness looked terrific. Um, it didn't look like a 5-0 in the first half. It looked like Inverness were the better team, but we're going to kind of struggle to break Morton down until they got the goal. The second goal just after half-time kind of killed it and they just ran away with it after that. Yeah, Morton's defending wasn't Morton great. Season. Yeah. Really up no. Down. No, the defender was rotten. Um, but yeah, Inverness were as good as Morton were bad. So, um, fully deserving of a 5-0 and end up. Yeah, and then you had the other game, you, uh, the Dundee, the Dundee Derby, first of three derbies over the weekend. Um, yeah, I had the, the Sky Sports uh, updates coming through while I was watching the, the the game, and I was watching a five 0 game, thinking I'm watching the wrong game. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. often happens. Yeah, 
<laughs> but um, there was a key decision at 0-0 because uh, Dundee thought they'd gone in front of uh, Danny Johnson, but um, it took a while for the referee lines to say, by the way, that's offside. And when you look at it, it is very, very harsh. Um, to flip that, Dundee's equaliser should have been called offside, but two wrongs don't make a right. And, you know, at that point, if Dundee had gone one up, it's a different game. Um, but after it went 1-1, Dundee United just took full control and, uh, well, Dundee collapsed, um, basically. And, yeah, terrific night for Robbie Nielsen's team and um, maintained a 100% record. Yeah, there's not too many of them left for Scotland. What's that? There's not too many of the 100% record left in Scotland. No, I think there's only two, isn't there? Dundee United's one of them. Yeah, they're, they're, I think they're they, they, that. they probably need to get out of that division at this point. Uh, they've been in the Championship for what? Is this, is this the fourth season in the Championship now? This is their fourth season, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure, either. this is the season that they really need to, to pick things up. So um, They've got off to a brilliant start. Um... I think what's helping them is that they made a lot of signings in, in January. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously the, the aim was still to try and get up through the playoffs last season. That didn't happen, but they you know the backup was that if they didn't go up through the playoffs, they're ready to get promoted next season. And they're obviously started this season very well. I know they had a a mixed league cup campaign, but let's be honest, that's where you get some of your mistakes out of the way. Maybe these five defeat in that group stage was um you know good for them, and you know they've just started um the way they mean to carry on in the championship and it's looking good for them already after just four games I mean you mentioned East Fife I'm just, I was looking through the, the other divisions there and East Fife are one of the few teams that are still unbeaten because <laughs> they were two wins and two draws that was the only team in the League 1 that's unbeaten actually yeah that was one of the games I saw highlights of um, that was the second of three derbies and probably more enjoyable than the one that was on Sunday um, but yeah, it looked, I mean, the defending wasn't great and the goalkeeper wasn't fantastic, but it looked very entertaining and East Fife deserved that. But despite Wraith losing, they're still top of the league with nine points. It's a lot of teams are taking points off each other in that division. Aye, it's just massive. <laughs> it's like nine points to seven points from first and seventh is brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we're always saying the championship is probably the... The one to watch, um, but League One the last couple of seasons has been really good as well. I mean, last season, um, a couple of us were kind of run away with it, and credit to them, they've seen a fit the ground running in the Championship as well. So, uh, but this season, Montrose already starting to look adrift at the bottom, but everybody else, who knows? Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's an entertaining division, certainly. Yeah, the other game I chose to see how itself was um, Strenar Peterhead, that's because um, our former guest Scott Brown um, scored twice. Um, I saw one of the goals it's an absolute crack a nice curl into the corner which could be a contender for pick it out but we don't know what the other one looked like because Jannar TV just didn't capture it so um, but a good win for Pete Head and that's them do we call this joint third with Falkirk and East Fife because they're eight points <laughs> point off the lead <laughs> yeah I know it's crazy Um East Fife and Forth have a game in hand against each other, so one of them could go top if they win that game in hand whenever that's yeah. played. Yeah. In fact, that's this weekend. Because they're uh, not at the uh, Challenge Cup. Right. Great. So we'll catch up. Like two, if it's cold, continue in a good form. Who's on a golf course right now? 
That's certainly what it sounds like. Course. I went to, I went to <laughs> golf course or something. I don't know whether maybe my back door's just open with my son getting home or something. I don't know. I don't think you've oh. not you've just said. Aye, so you've said with Cove Rangers. <laughs> They're unbeaten still. Yes, one of five teams in the four leagues. So I've mentioned these five. I've mentioned London United. Cove Rangers is uh, the only team we've been to. Uh, four wins in a draw. That's a flying start to their time in the SPFM. And uh, credit, I mean, Edinburgh City are doing their best to keep up with three points behind, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's the two relative newcomers that are leading the way in league. Kildin Beath in third. They've won all the home games. Yeah, my tip for relegation. Aye, that's good, well. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, hard to back up for Party Thistle coming up. <laughs> yeah, we'll come on to that Thistle game in a minute. Um, but yeah, still, I mean, it's not looking good there. Um, pointless just now. I think they're the only team in Scottish football is probably pointless. Well, the senior leagues, anyway. Aye, Montrose have got a point. Um, is it? That's all got one, haven't they? They've got one, yeah. And then at the bottom of the, the Premiership, you've got uh, St Johnston Hearts, both two. So, aye. The only team that's pointless. Aye, like you've got three teams on zero points. Is one of them Fort William? What's this for? <laughs> <laughs> we still no negative points. Oh no, wait a minute. Aye. It's Clark McCudden Huntley in Fort William. Yeah. Because I was having a real look to see about the the links with the Scottish Cup draw yesterday. Which I actually had forgotten to talk about even in the preview in terms of what the agenda was. But aye, Fraser brought up the top. And they're playing Bonnie Rigg, who are top of the Lowland League. It's a good argument. I mean, we were talking about this on a chat. On, this is the season the BBC starts showing a game from each of the early rounds. So there's a good argument for that one being the, the, the tie of the round. Um, I'm sure you'll have uh, other thoughts given how Auckland Talbot's draw was. I would rather that was a Friday night because uh, I'm going to see Frank Boyle that night. Um, so uh, there might be a few explosives, not just from him, but me. <coughs> um, so I. Uh, Kelty are playing Talbot, which is obviously another um, attractive tie. The word I've heard is that it will be the Kelty Talbot game that's going to be on TV. Aye, I think the, the, the Barry Ferguson logistics draw will be enough. Yeah. Logistics, because obviously it's a lot easier for Talbot fans to get to five than it is for um, the other game to get either. So, yeah. aye. It's good and bad. I think a lot of folk would prefer it was a Saturday, but um, aye, it's good for teams to get exposure a wee bit early on the TV as well. I don't know if there's as much money uh, we get on BBC Scotland, but that'll be, be decent, mm. I would think. Uh, but yeah, I was at the game on Saturday in terms of the the Camelon game. It was kind of just a kind of professional job. Maybe I never played as kind of well as they played in maybe other recent games, but got a job done. One two now, keep an a save to make, and probably could have scored another couple. So uh, you can't really complain. But you I need to talk about half-time food because. I was going to get food, but I went to a bowling club before it, which I'd sent a message because obviously Chris used to stay up that way. Um, so I never get any of the food before it. There was stovies in that. I'm not a fan of stovies. I don't know if you, Peter, if you like stovies. No, I don't know my thing either. I should point out, I did, I've never stayed in Camelon, but I did stay not too far away from Camelon. I near, nearby. Um, so never had that. So I'll get something at the game. 
but lo and behold, there was a Greg's on the way, so I got a sausage roll on the way from Greg's instead of getting something at the game. However, I was watching the baseball on Saturday night. Now, I don't like baseball, but I think I was watching maybe football and BT Sport, and then the baseball was on afterwards. There was some boy having a bloody baseball buffet. Pizza and oh, burgers. It's amazing the food you can get at baseball. Um, I was like, what the heck? This is, this is where we completely differ. I'm actually sitting here with a Tampa Bay Rays t-shirt on right now. <laughs> Um, cause I've been, I've been never a few, it at all. I've been uh, the first. I think the first baseball game I was ever at was in San Francisco. Actually, I seen the the Giants over there um, playing the Athletics. It was a local derby. Nice. Um, but I've seen the Rays play uh, the Red Sox and uh, the Yankees at um, Tropicana Field as well. So aye, I think you have to go uh, for the food. Aye, it's a fee. What's that? <laughs> Field. <laughs> the drinks were not free. Sadly, <laughs> they've never heard of Wham. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's a good experience. But you're right; you can get pretty much anything you want food wise. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I eat a pizza at one. Point. It's just a proper like Papa John's pizza kind of thing. I suppose it's having a pizza and a burger. Aye, well, why not? You can get everything. Now. <laughs> you're, you're there for like three and a half, four hours. Oh no, no. It's a fair trick. Imagine there's a few there for twice as long if you get free baseball. Aye, I mean, well, put it put it this way. I was watching it right. Um, it was who we, I don't know who it was playing, but it was two and away anyway, right? Now went and took the boy to he was going out, came back about an hour and a half later, and it was still two now. Nothing had happened. It takes time. Oh, the first the first time I went to a Tampa Bay Rays game, it went to extra innings, and the Rays beat um, the Yankees one 0 but it was out to be honest, it sounds like a really bad game, but it was a terrific pitching battle. Um, it was like two. Pitching, I don't know what you mean. There's far too many pitches. Like they got about seven pitches. I know it's only supposed to be three, but you end up because they, they bloody can't pitch properly. They end up seven. <sighs> I quite like baseball, but that's me. You should get, get penalised for no balls. Something like that. That would make it more interesting. It's just sexist. <laughs> Like when they're doing the cricket. But yeah. Anyway, enough, enough of the bases loaded podcast. For <laughs> <laughs> goodness sake. <laughs> Shall we get back to talking about Scottish football? Yeah. yeah. Any other attractive in the Scottish Cup that you thought? No, I just love some of the names you get in the world, in the world like civil service strollers. They still want like to go for a yes. walk in the park with their buggies. <laughs> Um, Cumberland Colts confuses me because we've got this recent habit of calling the what the, the top tier under 21 teams that play in the Challenge Cup the Colts teams but Cumberland Colts are like a proper like, just normal football team yeah. for no Colts yeah. so let's not use it for these Colts just yeah. use it for 21s yeah they share Broadwood with Clyde obviously surprise um, surprise the BBC websites uh not mentioned the draw. They have got the fixtures up, but they've not actually mentioned that the draw's taking place. That's a bit weird because it was on sports scene. Why exactly? Yeah, yeah, it was on sports scene, but you didn't really get much chat about it from um, Stuart and Thompson. No, it was just a case of they interviewed the Donald and the Portsmouth goalkeeper, um, and that was it. And it was just straight to right. Let's move on to whatever game they showed next, which I think may have been the Hearts game. They uh, didn't really give their thoughts to the draw, but. I think they'd be trying to promote it as well. It'd be on TV, the one of the games. But uh, aye, nothing. Aye, it was. You know what it was like. 
It Same in Saturday, good. you couldn't get any scores on the BBC website. You, you wouldn't think the competition started this season. Yeah, Sky as well. So there was two separate bits of sports scene for me, and I don't think they interacted at all. That was the way it looked to me, as if they spliced it in. You know the way you we do this podcast. It, it with Instead of having the Rangers Celtic game and then having the draw and then going back to the football. Uh, it was a bit disruptive, I thought. But um, yeah. at least it was there. I mean, or they could have had it at the end. At the end, it might have even worked better. But um, I see personally, I think sports scene, since um, it's went on to the BBC Scotland channel and they've made it last longer, I think that's actually a bad thing because it's still the same amount of football, but they're just giving more analysis. Time. I've not oh. got a problem with. I've not got a problem with Michael Stewart and Stephen Thompson's pundits. I think they're two of the better ones out there, but it's just over analytical for me. Don't give Michael Stewart a telly. I hate that. They don't need to stand up and pretend they're working that telly while somebody in the background draws their wee arrows and stuff on it. Stop it. I hate this. They did it for the big game, which is just ridiculous. But I'm glad they only do it like very occasionally. Don't do it at all, because it's silly. So like, have your analysis. I mean, some of the, some of what he was saying was actually quite interesting stuff about how the, the teams had set up and what was happening and how they changed the second half and all that stuff. But you don't need to be standing at the telly. <laughs> it just slows yeah. things down. And you're right. We're, we're getting the same amount of football in a longer program, so they'll just talk about other stuff. And even then, it felt like they're having to rush to the finish. Yeah, that that 15 minute um, extra they've given for talking time, they could actually do a championship roundup and even quick uh, highlights uh, of the other divisions as well. Yeah. Uh, or have uh, a pick it with... out. Have a go best goals. Yeah. 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 We could pioneer sports scene. That's what they do. Give it to us. Aye, uh, we'll have a pick it out. Yeah, uh, you, you've got a bit of terrorist podcast on that channel. Yeah, I need to stop giving shout-outs to other podcasts tonight. I think that would have oh, <laughs> I thought that would have start. <laughs> started with the season starting. Yeah. I know. Oh. But... Anyway, so I deadline day. There's been a few moves in the, the top flight, certainly. Aye, the... Main the, one, the... Greg Taylor secured now at Celtic. Yep. Uh, there is still ongoing chat about um, Ryan Kent going back to Rangers on this time in a permanent deal. Seven million. That would that would be a big one if it goes through. Um, still waiting on confirmation on that one being done and dusted. It sounds like it's uh, just over to the, the player himself. And Did again, you see the tweet as well? Because I started saying about uh, how they're able to afford it. Dave no. King put two million on Celtic. I say five to two. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <I've seen that. laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Said if you, if you don't win, then uh, at least you get Ryan Kent. So. Uh, he'd be a good signing for I don't know if he's £7 million good um, but certainly for what we've seen last season one of the Rangers better players last season um, he's obviously not getting a game at Liverpool there's no real future there but looks of it so if he can get that move through and get playing regular football at Ibrox then yep good for him too yeah. Uh, but yeah, the one I think Liverpool see it as a way they can probably make money off him later on as well in terms of sell-on close because there's £2 million up front £5 million spread over a couple of seasons and then like a decent sale on clause that's what I've heard yeah see what happens there uh, I think Tails are a good sign for um, Celtic I think he's that's what it's for your deal but I there's no I did uh, Miller move the other way because that seemed no. to I, I heard Jack no. uh, sorry not Jack Taylor um, Jack Henry um, that that wasn't happening um, no nobody's went the other way 
It's just, I think Kabarica probably got lucky to escape with that. Um, uh, with Jack Henry, I think right. our might have been good. Kelvin but, Miller would have been a good player again. Um, he's he's he's, he's a squad player, right, I think. Celtic, but I don't. I think um, like Taylor's far better. Um, Taylor, like I know Aldo's a big fan of uh, Taylor, so he got he's losing him. Um, so aye, it's uh, I think it's a great bit of business for Celtic. I think that's uh, good thing to be bringing in. Um, half of that. Hopefully, can get. It's only going to get better as well, I think. Uh, we were kind of mentioning earlier on in the podcast, I'm a bit of a chat with Aldo, obviously. Obviously, he's, he's a kind of very second week lover. Um, the talk has been about how he's not maybe as good going forward, but you've got to remember he's playing for a Kamarnik team. And it tends to be Odoro's on that gets forward more. Um, yeah. But starts otherwise, defensively, he's sound. Yeah. Um, and he's only going to get better attacking playing for Celtic. And he was so, good in that. Scotland game against Belgium, one of the very few outfield players that came out with any plaudits. Um, yeah, so plenty of experience as well for a young. Oh, I. Yeah, yeah. definitely. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted with that signing. Um, if it's, I don't. They haven't said how much it's for, but if it's anywhere near the three million that um, was was reported about um, Kamala wanted, I think it's worth it. I do. I do I, I, there's a lot of people saying it's not. I do think it's worth it. I, I know. I think it's. Uh, I was roofing because my Morton mate t- messaged me. I'd seen a wee thing they tweeted earlier about it was like a a gif and it was pod, uh, Yoda saying there is another to come in. Uh, it turns out it was Kirk Broadfoot. Yeah. He'll get his contract terminated from Kilmarnock. Oof. Oof. Being French for egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> just get, just get um, on the subject of Kilmarnock. Another thing Aldo said is that they were likely going to be saying Mark O'Hara. Uh, no, they're not because Mother have got him. Um, yes. But it Ooh. looks as Ouch. it looks as though Harvey Sinclair um, is uh, is moving to Kilmarnock. How did you describe him, Chris? I mean, it's a good chat. <laughs> it's, it's like a Paris metro station. <laughs> so the other one as well is Connor Johnson. Don't know who that is. Defender for Wolves, that's all. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, so another defender. They still need a striker because I've seen a few Kamarnik fans tweeting it. If you're one of the board of directors, uh, Kamarnik did say they are trying to get a striker in, so there's still maybe movement there in terms of trying to get a striker before the window as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I see if there was any other ones that kind of caught the eye today. Yeah. Oh, I might have signed the guy. Yeah. Beck or something like that. Right, uh, uh, we've sent. I'll send it to St. Johnson. Oh, and right. I think we've sent Jack Aitchison off to. Forest Green. Forest Green. Forest Green. That's the one. I think it was Sunday. Um, did Graham. I? Did I? Did we taste it? Was it one as well? Hasty's yeah, got their other them. Yeah. And, and Rangers have also let Graham Dorns leave. Um, that was another like a Kamarnik and Bolton yes he's now Bolton are allowed to sign players again since they get saved aye uh, we all maybe signing Jason Naismith on loan from Peterborough let's talk of that should be a good signing Hibs yeah Uh, we've sent uh, Ewan Henderson on loan to Ross County as well that's a good signing for Ross County I think Right, so he's a, he's a he's a decent player for what I've we've seen of him um, in the opportunities he's had at Celtic. So yeah. I'm surprised we're letting him go out. I thought he might be one that was uh, knocking on the door, but maybe he need, he's needing a, a run somewhere in Rusk County. Can be can give him that one. Yeah, yeah nothing I, happened at Aberdeen by the looks of it today. Nah, I had to have talk over the weekend. There might have been a lone player coming in from Chelsea, but yeah. uh, I'm actually surprised nobody's asked the question about James Morrison because he's still looking for a club, but. 
Um, and teams like that. Yeah. What's that? Very on to us, then. Uh, hey. Um, Did you mention Osman Show? Got to come on, look. For the United Raman, Barwa's just tweeted that. Right. Suppose his attitude been pretty bad at Dundee United, from what I heard. Well, he's one of the three that come on. I suppose to say we've mentioned uh, Johnson and uh, St Clair, so he's the third name. Interesting. And they've gone back to basics, ain't they? Come on, in terms of performances, the last few games, three clean sheets. Uh, I think they needed to. <laughs> Whether maybe there's been a bit of player power there in terms of them kind of maybe overruling with the. The manager's saying a wee bit mm-hmm. in terms of trying to get him to kind of change style of play. I, I'll be honest, when I, against the uh, Aberdeen, I didn't see any real changes in style of play compared to under Clark. So right, we've got what over two hours there, deadline shot. <laughs> deadline mm-hmm. shots. The transfer yeah. window slam shot. That's what we're saying. The deadline. Midnight, yeah. so uh, we're just like 20 to 10 now. So, um, what's still possible? Um, but we shall see if yeah. anything interesting comes up. I'm sure we'll mention it. That uh, was the other one, Rush couldn't it let go of um, Kayla Dunn, which I was quite surprised at. But then they let him to, they? Fo- yeah, yeah, they released him. I'm surprised by that one. Yeah, I so looked at talent when he first spoke to didn't he? Yeah, and he was one of the few good players Falkirk had um, in the relegation battle last season. So, maybe he's going to go to another championship or. Maybe you can go back to Falkirk. Who knows? Um, yeah, were you about to say go back to covering the rest of it, Will? Aye, because well, we've got the, the, the whole premiership stuff to talk about. Should we yeah, go back to start? Let's just come on, like, I was going to say, can we mention the rivals first? Because um, um, cover the other championship game that had excitement in it, Thistle and Air. That, yeah. seemed, that looked a pretty good game. There were some good goals in it. And... <laughs> two red cards. Um, I thought the first one was looking at it. Um, what asked the question to Derek Carruthers, one of our, our guests a few weeks ago. Um, is that the right decision? Yeah, definitely. Still Waller. It was an over the ball tackle. The second one is just a a poor replication of the Nigel the Young challenge in the World Cup final, except that got the red cards. <laughs> we can all picture that one. <laughs> yeah, that's still one scored against his old club as well. The amount of times that happened. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Air yeah, started well last season again. I think that was a, another surprise in the championship because I was expecting it to fall away. Because they started really well last season and fell away, but I was expecting it was going to be more, continue to fall away and probably be fighting relegation this season. But no, they're, they're up there um, challenging again so far. So. I think a lot of the, I think a lot the championship, their budgets are getting cut probably. Um, a lot of their teams. Possibly. Right, come on, let's get back to the Premiership. Yeah, <laughs> totally iconic. Saturday, uh, come on. Look. Yeah, get the bad game out of the way, because that looked awful. Yes. It did look a bit of a stinker, but uh, come on, I finally got that win they needed. Um, St. Johnson, maybe a bit hard done by. Was your a horror one in uh, offside? Well, we don't I, know, because we've never seen any other angles. Yeah, this yeah. is the problem. I mean, this won't be the only time I mentioned this tonight. I have no idea because of angles, but aye. I um, that was the one that looked the biggest out. I think O'Halloran, if he was level, I wouldn't have been surprised. Um, but yeah, it's. I know they weren't too happy about it. He, he um, looked a bit. He looked a bit more lively, though, eh, O'Halloran. Ah, he's coming back onto his game. Certainly, yeah. he's obviously scored against Hibs last week. Um, 
the, the two two draw at Easter Road. So uh, we bit hard done by with this one. But aye, um, I think the 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 big kicker for this one is the way St Johnson conceded the goal because O'Donnell ran about ninety yards with the ball. No, sorry, not O'Donnell. Le- Miller uh, ran Miller. 90, aye, aye, he ran about ninety yards with the ball, and then O'Donnell kind of got the break of the ball once the defence completely made a mess of that to clear it. Mm-hmm. So, um, aye, been, how, how was Miller allowed to run that far with the ball? Yeah, aye, someone just needs to take him out, don't they? Jordan yeah. Jones style. <laughs> I'll come back <laughs> to him later. <laughs> yeah, but aye, that's O'Donnell got two goals already in the league. Not bad, yeah. I did well. I did the draw. I do. I, like going back to the draw. I do want to know what he was so amused about in that draw. It must have been well. I reckon it was other Scotland players that, uh, on the other side of the camera making like funny faces and all that and trying to make him laugh. The, you know the what? I, my, professional. Uh, my thought yeah. was that they'd been winding O'Donnell up beforehand, saying you're going to get six and nine mixed up. <laughs> and I had to point out to what the wee line was because the twice he laughed the most was when he picked out six and when he picked out nine. Right. Hmm. As if he was delighted to go the right way up with right? <laughs> the draw. That's so he my was guess. happy with six and nine. He was happy in six and nine. Yeah. Aren't a lot of people. Um, but O'Donnell's got all of. There's <laughs> a podcast title. <laughs> no, it might lead you to some different sites. Yay. I see. I. You thought you, you were dirty right? Not at all. I was just going to say, Stephen O'Donnell's got all of Kilmarnock's league goals this season. <laughs> but they, they are at least they, they are getting results now in terms of the last few games so maybe not all doom and gloom is um, what they all thought at Europe yeah oh, that, like it, Fabro supposedly was pretty good on uh, Saturday as well uh, we're jumping about over the place today. I have to give credit to Albion Rovers for this tweet welcome home they've signed a guy called Callum home <laughs> brilliant <laughs> I like it that's brilliant Okay, right. Carry on. <laughs> for these streets. Aye, so um, for other, since we've covered the Love Robinson St. Mirren. All right, okay, we'll go to that one then. Aye, St. Mirren's oh, defending. Absolutely just... horrendous. Yes. <laughs> okay, so there's a total shuffle. Yeah. Have we mentioned, have we mentioned uh, St. Johnson finally get their man? Oh, aye, Stephen May, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. It's taken him a few weeks because he should have been unveiled for the Breaking City League Cup tie, um, but Rowan Vine buggered that one up for them, so much so that May sacked him, and it was just always going to be a drawn-out process, because St John said, well, you can come on less wages than what we offered you first time, um, and then I think it was just a haggle over getting paid off by Aberdeen, because he's still two years contract left, so he's not going to walk away lightly, and why should he? So, glad it all gets sorted for him. I can't help but wonder, I know it's not worked out for him completely at Aberdeen, but I can't help but wonder if this is one that we're going to re- regret. Because last season, although Steve May didn't score a lot of goals for us, he only got two penalties um, during that period, but when him and Cosgrove were up front together, that's when we had our best form. It was when we get to, he get took out the team for Greg Stewart, that was the detriment of everybody. The only you thing just is, like it's that. that looks like he's going to probably play as a main striker again. It's yeah. not going to be a Stephen McLean beside him. Oh no, you've got Kennedy and Alleran, but that's obviously where he was. He's at his best when he's got someone that's yeah. a bit kind of more physical and. Aye, I, I so agree. That's the only thing. I do think he'll do well there. I think he'll do better than what he did. He did was and 
Mm-hmm. We obviously can't, you can't fault his work rate and stuff like that, but you still do wonder about whether the, the injuries have taken a, a bigger toll than maybe what was first thought. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Because uh, I like Stevie May. I mean, I mean it's just, uh, it doesn't seem to have worked out since he left St. Johnson the last time. So if you know he's back at St. Johnson, maybe he can recapture the form there. Had, um, for, which got him the moves in the first place. So fingers crossed he gets that. And I see um, he's fallen on for his time at Aberdeen where he had the, the, the name and number combo. So he's now got May 14, which of course is a uh, reference to May 2014 when uh, St. Johnson won the Scottish Cup. Yeah, because yeah. he, he had May 24 at Preston, that was when Preston won promotion back to the Championship in 2015, <laughs> so yeah, it's a good marketing name. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I still think May 11 would have been better, because um, May 11, um, the 11th of May was when Aberdeen won the Cup Winners' Cup, but May 83 worked, I suppose, for a year as well. Um, but yeah, good luck to him. Um, but yeah, living since St. Martin, St. Martin after... Um, the defence were pretty good the first three games. Aye. Very much other way at the weekend. It was dreadful. Aye, uh, St. Martin shot me on the foot here because this was actually a decent game. I thought St. Martin played quite well going forward. Um, but the two goals that Livingston got were just like an unmarked corner, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, what on earth happened in that second goal? It was just... Yeah, just... I, I don't even have words for it. It was just... Shocking defending. Oh, it was dreadful. It's not even attempted to put in a, a decent challenge at all. Um, there were several key moments in it, though, where they just never made anything. Yeah. Although the goal that Simmer... I mean, this this will be annoying um, Kyle McGuinness because he scores an absolute pizza goal fit to win a game, but it didn't win this game because they could see two horrendous goals. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like I said, that someone had a decent chances going forward himself. Um, I think uh, Tony Andrew had a couple, and Rebecca had one, and McGinn had one. And it was so it's not as if they didn't have the chances. Um, but other than the two goals that Livingston got, did they have any other chances? I think stops at the bar mm-hmm. after his first one had been blocked. But other yeah. than that, it was there was nothing to highlight that I remember. So yes, Livingston remain unbeaten. Things out at the back. That's a, yeah, they're the. One of two teams in the top flight that's unbeaten because they're um, sitting there with their eight points. Mm-hmm. Four so, games. Again, it's it's one of these like people were expecting to fall away after a good first season, just like air, but two yeah. wins and two draws for their first four games. It's a good start. And that was with Gary Hope missing the game because he yeah. injured himself doing weights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just me trying to get my bed. <laughs> Lifting a weight every morning. Hearts and Hamilton, another game that was pretty poor in terms of defensively from Hearts, I thought. Ah, uh, again, like this is like, well, this goes back to it again. Was Mulroney offside? Don't know. Maybe. What's what more offside than uh, what Howard did? But we only had the one angle to get. Actually, we had two angles. One was the main camera, and then one was behind the goal, which is absolutely useless for telling anything about offside. So. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. But, um, I mean, Claire's looked kind of tight as well, but, again, can't tell. I was just shocked he didn't score a penalty. That's normally all he's good for in the game, Sean Cliff. He doesn't contribute <laughs> much else. Um, but, yeah. But he keeps on playing him in midfield, like centre of the park. He's not a central midfielder. And yet they like Cochrane and McDonald, do they? I don't get the Harry Cochrane going... Um, 
Chris, I know that you mentioned in the group chat that he's living off one good game against uh, Celtic, but yep. um, I, no, I think there's a there's a good play, and they showed that in not just the Celtic game, but that Celtic game is probably where Craig Levine should have um, rewritten his um, tactical master plan because he got his tactics spot on in that game. Hearts played with high intensity and played football, and then after that, two weeks later, um, they went back to type and. <laughs> Yeah, that's just Craig Levine for you, but I think I, I think Cochran will do well at the Fermlin and come back a better player. I would think so. But you're right, uh, the tactical ineptness of Craig Levine was on the match with the defensive ineptness in this game. Um, the, the, the first equaliser for Hamilton was an absolute stinker because the two defenders just get confused each other and, um, and nipped. Um, Oakley. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's, ama- it's amazing that we're thinking that, uh, you know, we're talking about Craig Levine's defensive tactics, but. It was the defence that let him down. Aye, 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 absolutely. It's what you're right. It's, I mean, maybe the tactics would have been fine in this game had we not <laughs> the complete mess of everything they tried to do. Um, because although Berra puts the back in front for the corner, they didn't have... Hamilton did not lucky not to go and win this game. Yeah. It's not even anything difficult for Hearts to deal with. It was mainly Hamilton playing long balls, which you would think Halkett and Berra should be lapping up. Um, they just could mm-hmm. not cope with Hamilton playing long ball. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that's that's usually a bread and butter for them. I don't know if this was just a bad day for them or what. But I mean, let's say that like, Hamilton Oakley did level it again, and then I think in between there was uh, some looking for at the bar. It's also yeah. a shot just before it. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know. They Hamilton would have won this game. It's just given they were probably the second best team in this for most of it. Mm-hmm. Right the yeah, that's it's a great point for Hamilton. Um, and Oakley, um, I saw the stat and sports scene. Every time he scored, Hamilton have not lost, so they will hope he gets more goals. Great, so yeah, that's 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 <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, when Hibs, uh, Hibs are stinking right now. What is <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the main thing that I think it's come from it and it's been getting spoken about is the fact that they don't have anyone. Um, physical in the middle of the park so let Bartley go obviously um, and then the signs they made in the summer were Alan who's a creative player uh-huh. and then Vela who's a kind of box to box type player so they have nothing in the middle of the park so I just get no. out for but out I mean, this was they're not even that... saying that many chances as well no I, uh, I mean I don't, I, I don't think there was anything to write home about him in this one um, what, this, this game was 3-0 going on 33-0 Marciano right. kept the score then yeah. Whitaker gets done twice with the same thing. Seedorf and Hilton both cutting inside on him and scoring, putting it in the corner. Hence why Hibs are looking for a new right back. I mean, I mean, getting down up with Seedorf like, 20 years ago, maybe. <laughs> that would have been a kill cool site to be getting a claim off, but okay. uh, it's not that one. So. And then you've got Jackson for the handball. I mean, I watch a lot of Aussie Rules football and he'd, he'd be another well there <laughs> um, in terms of where he's got his hand. But, uh, I no doubt about that one. Shocking. Yeah. And Liam Dorley continues his fine goal scoring form. He's been rewarded with a call up for the Northern Ireland squad as well. Bye. So. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't think Marciano is at his best for a third, but it no. did seem to go through him. But I mean, we had to take it in a way for him when the rest of the Hibs team were rotten and he'd kept the score in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, um, the Muddle should have had another penalty. Um, Derek um, highlighted to us about. Um, there should have been a clear penalty for Mel, but he gave a free kick to Hibs. But I don't recall seeing that in sports scene. 
Siinä siis on luokin nää. Sky Sports Report on Celtic Vigrida deal for Manchester City defender Jeremy Frimpong. Why is it like a back, I think? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's one of yeah, the one, but this guy I've seen it done. But at least it's not a manual. You've signed a few young players, that's something of, you know, like for the potential reserve team, maybe. Uh, aye. Senior. Uh, there's a few in there that we've kind of, don't get too much of a mention at the moment, but they're kind of youngsters with um, folk coming in. There's still mm-hmm. talk about is getting Leo Connor as well. Um, Steve McGowan is actually saying that. Leo Connor's up on United. Leo Connor, Irish defender. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. You think that's great? I mean, I'm, I'm, it's nice to see my strength in the back. Uh, aye, aye, these are armor. But aye, it's Summer. nice to see my, my strength in the back. But um, there's still no Scotsman in there, other than Taylor. But we, we, what we need is some Scottish central defenders, because I'm sure we'll come on to talk about it later on. Oh, you definitely, you definitely Scotland don't games. need any uh, top Scottish. Uh, I don't mean, I don't mean buy players. them from somewhere else. I mean, let's find some more because we don't apparently have too many for the Scottish national side. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I obviously come on to when we talk about going to Scotland, but I Aberdeen, um, part to one in ways, good performance, yep. beginning, Hedges back in the team making all the difference, I think. Yeah, definitely, and I think what also made the difference uh, was the fact that I think we looked close to our best team um, at the weekend because Gallica went out and Bryson played in that position. I think that made a bit of a difference. Uh, well worked um, free kick for the first goal. Can say not great defending by Ross County, but it was well worked and a good finish. Um, absolute stole more penalty to um, to make it two 0 And then what was the delay? Because I, I don't know why it needed a delay. For uh, like Lidl clearly wiped him out, so I don't know was was it waiting for that assistant linesman? Why? I think he's waiting. Well, <laughs> every ref, I would say the referee's view is slightly obstructed. Yeah, I agree. So I think that's fair enough. The delay. I mean, I'm fair, fair enough he's asking his assistant, but I just, I just don't know what to me from every angle. I just don't get that much. Yeah, I think the referee just... I'll give him credit um, for a change, but the he's he's needing to make absolute certainty. He's got the backup of his assistants um, and then obviously made the right decision. And then when he's just... It's a bit of a scrappy third one, but it's a good ball in by McGinn and it's just hedges in the right place um, and we'll take it. And then... It was nice seeing Hedges leave Ricky Foster in his backside as well. Good bit of skill. Um, <laughs> a few times, yeah. A sport, day. yeah I don't think sports scene never shown it, though, did they? Well, they put, they put it on... They showed uh, it in the po- when he was in the post. Uh, uh, online. Oh, I put him in his arse out wide. Yeah. They, show, they, they did show well, um, that online. Nice bit of skill. They showed it on yes. the BBC website, so... Um, and there's a bit as well you can see online with Iron Hedges kind of doing about five or six keepy-uppies, but... Mm-hmm. And they were featured. Yeah. yeah, I think I back to back to more intent and attack was the main thing. Bryson yeah. again kinda of looking fitter, kinda of more influential as well, which is good. International breaks but maybe kinda of just gives him a bit more time just to get fitter. Mm-hmm. Um the life thing as well I liked is the fact that for the the penalty actually we win. Bryson and Ferguson are both up there um in support of the, the attack, which is good. Because um, I, I do mention it last week, I don't want to get enough numbers in the box when we go forward. So, yeah. home form so far this season uh, has been pretty good. Um, it's the away form that's been a bit dodgy. So, yeah. we know we're capable of doing well away. We did last mm-hmm. season, so can yeah. put it together a wee bit. And after all, they kind of do me the last week, you're then thinking, hey, it's just a 
pick up kind of time under McInnes where Bayer there is a wee blip and then folk are calling for his head and all that and you sometimes get carried away yourself but mm-hmm. then we can out with a performance like that and then after the break we've got St Johnson as well which you don't find well Stevie May's probably going to score but <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wouldn't if, got, got, got a missed chances for us counting this game though um, uh, obviously yeah, the penalty um, Fonzo handball don't think there was much doubt in that one uh, but Mackay, unusually hit the post with it. Um, I think Stuart hit the post with a shot as well. Um, so uh, Ross County came close a couple of times, but they were never getting back into this game at 3 0. Um, yeah. But I think that would be the, the point secure, but that would be that wee bit more uh, less embarrassing for him, to be honest. Uh, Ross, Ross County have kind of fell away in the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah, for two clean sheets to seven goals in two games, yeah. yeah. Um, I think now the national break's come at a good time for them in the group. Aye, I think so. I'll give it up. Yeah, uh, I, I see that kind of recent article as well online, um, talking about how well our style of players kind of change a wee bit because of OU signing. So it's something we'll just start adapting in terms of a new style of play, trying to maybe be a bit more creative. So mm-hmm. keep yeah. working on that. The goals will come because we've got plenty of good attacking players. Yeah. So just to get back to the Graham Dawn situation, I'm just reading something BBC because um, Hibs are obviously looking for biting midfields. It's just something Paul Heckham says. However, the Daily Records, Keith Jackson believes 32 year old is set to make a better move to Kilmarnock, so put money in him joining the Hibs or someone else. I right, well, Dorrance, isn't it? Really a kind of physical <laughs> midfielder, I wouldn't say. Yeah. But just that Keith Jackson's likely going to be wrong, but... That one's going to rip a hole in the space-time continuum. Try to... Kilmarnock <laughs> try, try to outdo someone else, and then Hibs try to outdo someone else. Just end up at Aberdeen. <laughs> well, there's no rush for Dorrance deal because his contract's been terminated, hasn't it? Yep. Yeah, terminated so, before the end of the transfer I, window, so he's going whatever he wants. Yeah. He could well end up back there in England um, if Bolton's the side that's slightly interested. And they need yeah. players because obviously their situation. Th- thankfully, from their point of view, they got saved. Um, they didn't go the same way as Burry. Um, but yeah, they've still got a lot of work to do. Overhaul 11 point. Um, sorry, it was 12 points deduction, but they've picked up one point from five games. With their under 19s team. Aye. And that includes um, the English roundup. <laughs> I think the thing with Dorrance as well is he's maybe not going to go to Kamarnik because of the plastic pitch because he's had a fair bit, fair bit of injuries. Oh, that's a good point. Aye. Uh, exactly. I'm No, uh, oh, sorry, Aberdeen. <laughs> so, should, so, should we um, cover the the least exciting of the three, game, the three derby matches over the weekend? <laughs> We'll just, we'll just take a break, John, and then we'll just like, yeah. let's do it. We'll come back in about 20 minutes. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what was interesting listening last week? Um, when Aberdeen were um, being mentioned, you and Scott talked and Chris just sat quietly. And then when Celtic were talked about, it was Scott and Chris and you sat. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I, that's how this podcast always works so because when Aberdeen are featured, we just, I just want you to, you talk. It's just, it's harder this week, you know, because I need to talk about Celtic myself because you two are now go quiet when I talk about uh, the, the game on Sunday. Well, I did watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we were both saying pretty much the same thing. Um, it was not a classic. Um, I think, but I think, I think that's what Celtic were aiming for. Uh, I, all the talk going into this game was Rangers were the, the favourites, the bookies agreed. Um, the, to me, the two teams were on form. We mentioned in this podcast last week, you wouldn't be surprised if it was a score draw. Um, and I've seen a few people suggesting that when the two are kind of matched, it generally goes with the home team, and the last four games have gone with the home team. And So all the kind of signs are pointing to Rangers. So what happened was Celtic went out and played a completely different game from their usual game. 
Um, the Bastard Rangers, I think. I was surprised at our team selection. I think he, I think he realises that himself. I suppose he looking at. That's that sporting pointed out that there were no width whatsoever. Whereas Celtic had a team that was putting more emphasis on the defensive side. So we had a back four, most of which were making their debut in this fixture. They'd never been to Ibrox. Um, we had Julian, our £7 million uh, defender, who looked every penny worth it. Um, we had the surprise inclusion of El Hamed, who I didn't think was going to be fit. And he was terrific. His, his tackle on um, Defoe in the first half especially was brilliant um, the biggest surprise was near beat on how great he was um, I was gutted when he went off injured I, I didn't think I'd be saying that when I seen the team line up um, and even Bowen Golly played well um, he's been a bit maligned so far but you know, that's his best game in a Celtic jersey so far um, but there is that oh, caveat yeah. of was he really challenged because as we said Rangers had no width why they were playing so narrow I have no idea um, I don't know what their game plan was, but it says it all that their first shot on target came in the 57th minute. Um, and even then, it was an easy sort of save for Fraser Forster to make because of the angle. And I don't really remember Fraser Forster having to make another save that game. Um, he did wave at Morelos effort at one point um, and then turned to Morelos and told him how wide it was. Um, I wanted to like that video. Um, but by that time, Celtic were one nil up. Um, the goal would come from unsurprisingly a mistake by Rangers giving the ball away cracking ball for Michael Johnson managed to play it just at the right right time because uh, Edward was about to run offside but he'd held the line well so when the pass gets played he's in line so Linesman got that one spot on and then they're talking Edward one-on-one with um, Al McGregor and he slots it under him great finish uh, so that was Celtic 1-0 up uh, and there wasn't too much else in the first half, to be honest. It was not. I think it was one of the games that, because we were playing so defensively, we weren't quite clicking going forward, so things weren't quite coming off for us. Um, so we never created much. Rangers obviously never created much in the first half either. So the only things to talk about in the first half was, should Cal McGregor have been booked early on? Yes. Yes. Was it a red card? No, it wasn't Chris Boyd. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, and actually I've seen many Rangers Rangers, Rangers fans talking, coming out and saying uh, uh, how is that any different for Jordan Jones I'll explain how it's different for Jordan Jones later um, and then there was the other one where Ryan Jack went in studs up against Paul and Golly um, which the referee missed now, that's a definite red I think I think the two of them went a one in together if it had been a yellow card I wouldn't have been complaining too much I don't think um, but the fact that the referee missed it entirely was a, I can understand it he can't see for the angle he's at I don't think so he'd either throw in because he's seen two players coming together kind of both sliding in so I can it, it's probably the one decision that I think the referee got wrong as opposed to deciding not to give too much the McGregor one was a case of uh, I tell him off and it'll be enough because this is how I want to manage this game and I mean you can criticise him for not getting the other card out early if you want but ultimately, there wasn't too much to talk about in this game. These two challenges aside, and the Jordan Jones sending off at the end of the game, it's pretty much that. There's not, there's not really any contentious decisions in this. It wasn't a dirty game. So, to me, Bobby Madden's refereed this game his way, and he's refereed it in a way that's worked. So, I'm, I'm giving credit to that one. Um, the, the, the linesman got all the other decisions right as well. Like I say, the Edward one was, was in line. There was a couple of decisions for the four that were offside that were correct as well. Other than that, the lines were a quiet day as well. Nothing contentious in this game much at all. Um, and the ones that were, 
possibly contentious. He was a slightly lenient for McGregor, slightly lenient for Jack, probably because he missed it. Um, but look at that. Not a problem with um, Second half, Rangers changed things up a bit. We're getting forward a bit more. Um, but that was letting Celtic pick them off in the break. Celtic still had the, the better chances to, to get a, the, the winning goal. Um, McGregor, admittedly, most of the saves he made were probably saves you'd expect him to make. Um, but ultimately, the, the, the winning goal came in uh, towards the end of the game for, for Johnny Hayes, of all people, who scored only his second goal for Celtic. Um, I probably should have done better with the first effort, to be honest, but it was lucky it fell for him. and managed to get in and make him space and put the ball in the net. And when that ball goes in the net, game's finished. It's not long enough. Um, but there is still long enough in the game for Jordan Jones to um, out and out attack our new signing, but it's Boyer or Bower. Jack Seabrough. Jack Seabrough, aye. Uh, but that's a grand old team to play for. Um, the reason I think this is different from the McGregor one is McGregor is late in trying to win the ball. It's very late for McGregor, I must admit, and I can understand why everybody was saying a yellow card. Jordan Jones gets exactly what he aimed for. Yeah. He gets the man. He had no intention whatsoever to play the ball. It is a clear red card. You will not see a clearer red card in your life. He deserved to work. And I have absolutely no sympathy from the fact that he left Ibrox on crutches and there are reports tonight that he's done his ACL and might be out for the season because of that challenge. It reminded me, right? yes. me a years ago we did a recess challenge in the old firm game. Yes. What <laughs> do you mean? Aye. He just went out to get yeah. it. Aye. 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 Was it not Claudia Rainey? Aye. It was Claudia Rainey. Yeah. Vida recess didn't even look for the red cards. He just watched out. Like, I'll just go for my bath now, Hugh. Because um, I know what you're giving me. Yeah, that was... Aye. Um, just a follow-up to, to mention earlier about Kirk Broadfoot. Martin have now deleted the tweets about him signing them. So. Really? Yes. So is he signing or is he not? Who knows? Okay. Uh, but St. Johnson uh, look like they're getting one more player in. Nice. Well, there's uh, um, obviously the fact that Rangers um, lost the game yesterday they're getting more desperate for getting Ryan Kekman in so on Twitter as we speak um, the trend is announced, hashtag announced Kent and what, there's one comment that said discusses at Rangers FC you couldn't announce Kent before Masterchef <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know, I know that there's a lot of people saying that this whole Kent stuff is a, a, there's a few folks saying they're panic buys a few folks saying that this is a reaction to losing the game on Sunday I don't think it is. I think this was in the, the pipeline as soon as they made the, the, the Europa League group stages. Because that way they're getting a couple of extra quid in, they've got something to play for in the, the game. I think that I think that goal for Morelos against Legia on Thursday is the thing that opened up the opportunity for him to get um, back to the Rangers. I don't if think it's happening. Yeah, that's it. Summer, but anyway. They had to get to this point to be able to say, you know what, we can buy him now. And I think this is the point. So that's why I don't. I think this has been getting sorted it's just Thursday I don't think it's the reaction to the, the game on Sunday at all and I think, well, I think it's, they've got they're, they're going to get their man assuming it goes through tonight it's just still obviously everybody's tweeting and announced uh, Kent um, but aye um, sorry that's Jason Holt signed for St Johnson on a season long loan from Rangers that's just coming through there's, there's no doubt they could do with him because uh, he, he also showed a lot of promise last season I still think that there's a lot more to come from from Kent because you look at his stats he scored six goals in set up four. For a winger, that's not overly impressive. But then again, 
there is glimpse of a good player in there and I think there's no doubt it'll be a good bit of business if Rangers do get him in. Is he worth seven million? That's another thing. Where's Rangers getting the seven million from? Well, Craig seems to know the answer to that. Um, but if Rangers get him, it's a it's a good sign. I think he will give him the improvements that he needs. Like you, Chris, I don't know why they didn't go a bit more attacking uh, um, in the wide areas. Uh, I think Stephen Gerrard looked at last season's two 0 game and thought, well, that midfield worked in that game. The difference was they were up against the Celtic team then that were prepared for Scottish Cup final and had uh, every eye on that and half an eye in the Rangers game Sunday everything was on that Rangers game for them yep and I, that was I the think difference. in terms of tactics I think Celtic are absolutely spot on it worked a treat and Rangers got their tactics wrong so um, full credit to uh, Neil Lennon I think he's been uh, terrific well, he's been coming for a lot of criticism since the, the close game when he put McGregor at left back again um, but I would say McGregor played the middle of the park Sunday. So, talking about middle of the park, uh, St Johnson have signed Jason Holt on loan from Rangers. Right. I just said that. Did you? I said I said that invited the end of the Kent stuff. Sorry, I think I'm confused. <laughs> I did not have to read the tweet until I was just finishing it off. Oh. You two waiting for the Jason Holt exclusive? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was too busy refreshing my feed to try and see if there's any other deals doing. <laughs> Must. By the way, there's one game on Friday that we didn't cover, and that was the uh, Scotland women's team got their European Championship qualifying campaign off to an absolute fire, winning eight right. 0 against Cyprus. Just just a few goals in that game. Yeah, Kim Little got five. Was it Cyprus' uh, first competitive game? I think. I read. Is it really? I don't know. Yeah. But I had a great result. Um, you can only beat the team that's in front of you, so uh, that's off the fly, like you say. Hopefully, uh, they'll be trying to qualify for their first consecutive tournament. Move us on nicely to the, the men's team. Oh. Okay. I think, we'll get, I think we'll get zero points. Me too. Yeah, one of my mates thinks that we will beat Russia. I personally don't. Um, I think oh, I'll be delighted if we get a trophy. <laughs> Is this, a, is this a World Cup warm-up for the rugby team? Because we're not going to beat them at football. Centre defence is a major issue. And, um, this is a point although, 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 it has, although it has been improved by the fact that Grant Hanley's not made it. Um, yep. That's a massive improvement. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree with that one. I would rather play a traffic cone than Grant Hanley. It would get turned less. Yeah. Um, but, in all honesty, centre-back is a well, it's been a worry for quite a while, but it's even more a worry now. Um, and I know people say Russia aren't the team that they once were, but they still had a good World Cup. Yeah, it was on their own soil, but they still did pretty well. Um, and unlike us, they went to Kazakhstan and done the job. They won 4-0 there, we really get pumped. So, yeah, it's all about prepare for the playoffs. Um, and let's just hope that Steve Clark's got a, a few ways of motivating the players to get more out of them this week. And maybe the next time when we're on previewing a Scotland game might be a wee bit more optimistic. And against Belgium, if we can get a corner, which we didn't get last time, that would be great. <laughs> I think that you mentioned that the Kazakhstan game means we need to get about four points out of these two games if we're going to stand any chance of qualifying for this group. We're not going to get one. This is Belgium are one of the best teams in the world. We've got no chance of getting in off them. And Russia, as you say, they're not the team they were, but they had a decent World Cup. Their tails are up. They're bound to 
to get the win against us, against a team that hasn't got the central defence that we need. Having said all that, this is when Scotland usually put in some ridiculous performance with somebody we've not even thought of puts in a terrific performance and suddenly becomes a, a national hero. Aye, well, That's the only thing I'm clinging to. It's almost like that time we played um, Croatia under Gordon Strachan, where I didn't even watch the game because I thought there's not even any point. I played football that night because it was a Friday night game and you know, we ended up winning that game 1-0 and it started a mini revival for a while. So, I mean, who knows what can happen Friday? Yeah. I, I, we ended that campaign strong because Craig Levine um, messed up the first four games. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Scotland do. They give managers a couple of games to start a campaign and then change it when they realise it's not going to plan. Um, I, I like how Craig Levine always says, I'm glad I'm not a Scotland manager anymore. Well, so do we. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, again, yeah, again, I struggle to get excited about these games. It's... I'm not. I've got no interest in watching Scotland get pumped, <laughs> and that's all I can see happen. I don't. That, that's nothing against Steve Clark. I just think he's on a hiding in nothing with these games. He doesn't have the squad to pick from right now. Um, we, there's no enthusiasm for these games because we're already out thanks to the Kazakhstan get result. Yeah. It's just there's nothing good can happen this weekend. I'll be honest, the main reason now that I'm looking forward to the game is because my niece is a mascot. Um, but I'd rather she was playing Seda. Um, so <laughs> 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 well, I play Hollis to the Grand Handle. Great shoot. Hi. <laughs> <sighs> but no, good luck to the national team. Hopefully we can get something for the games. But prove us wrong, please. That would be great. Are you going Even to both just, games? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I still cling out the hope. It's a family tradition. Nah, I'm, I, I would love to cling out the hope, but in this, nah, there's nothing. Sorry. Hope is all we've got. <sighs> no, I don't even know that. Right, uh, how are we going to end the podcast positively? What's your pick at the moment? You had a few contenders, John. Um, I think, to be honest, all the goals that I've seen, the, probably the Kel McGuinness one's the one that won it for me. Um, oh, yeah, I like that one too. Chris? Aye, I would agree. I think that's probably the best goal I've seen this weekend. So I, that's our first thing. Premiership winner. Did I pick it? No, did um the Livingston boy not win it last week? Stubbs. Oh, so he did. Stubbs, Stubbs. Stubbs. Stubbs sorry. Yeah. Not to be confused with Stubbs. I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. Alan's boy that plays for Hamilton. Anything else before we finish? Any other signings? Uh, nothing I've seen yet. Um, I've just I was looking to see if there's any interesting in the European squad thing for Celtic Rangers, but it turns out that UEFA have extended the registration deadline until tomorrow night, so they can get all the paperwork and stuff done, get signings done, and then deal with that same things tomorrow. I'll end in a positive thing or a, a, a funny thing from what I saw in uh, Facebook. Um, apparently, police were called to the Glasgow IKEA um, store to stop a 
a massive game of hide and seek where apparently 2,000 people had signed up to it. What? Oh, I think yeah. I tuned that as well, but... Yeah. Right, was, so, it, was it oh, Union oh, Bears? Was only... it hey. <laughs> Yeah, only in Scotland can you get a story like that. A big game of hide and Ikea. <laughs> there you go, there's, your, there's a potential title as well, Heidi and Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball buffet. Right. right. And someone over uh, 69. What was it? <laughs> R- Ron End of a 69. Oh, f- <laughs> I don't know if that was it. <laughs> it was something about 6 and 9, anyway. So. Yeah, happy with 6 and 9 was, I believe, the term aye. They used. Uh-huh, aye, that sounds about right. Baseball buffet. Oh, it's plenty of pick from us. Aye. So I, I we will be back next week, but we'll just have, well, it's put a bit more league stuff to talk about. Aye, if, yeah, uh, aye I Scotland. mean, well, well, right, because we've been well, an hour and forty minutes last week. We're over an hour this week. Um, next week will be about ten minutes. <laughs> John can do it himself. <laughs> I might yeah, because <laughs> nine minutes of that will be talking about how great it was his his knees at the game. Aye. <laughs> Especially when she went up for a corner to try and get a goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, forget a penalty, then John's hitting it. <laughs> Aye, well, I'm guaranteed to score then. Aye, definitely. Aye. Cheers, guys. Aye, cheers. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Cheers. <laughs>